Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Anybody else been talking to Chloe? Off and on. How do you think she feels? I'm really worried about her because I she's feel like very, she's... She's um, very good at shutting off. It's probably just hard for her to talk about. I yeah, clearly can you know. only imagine. Like everything happened and she was just like, it gets worse. Yeah, I just didn't like the fact that Tristan knew that this was That's happening. That's wild. It's like you were, you were encouraging Chloe to go forward with this while you knew that that was also yeah. happening. It's almost like he wanted to trap her into like... Well, he wanted to hang on to her for sure and thought that if well, maybe we, if we, they did that, she would... Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Good news and bad news, I guess. The good news is that I'm in a really um, especially good mood. I don't know why, um, but I'll take it. <laughs> the bad news is, uh, anxious to talk about you guys, it's been real dusty out here. It's been like tumbleweeds and uh, things of that nature. So, uh pfft can't believe I'm about to say this, but thank God for the Kardashians coming back. Otherwise, this would have been like a 15 minute episode. Uh, clearly, the biggest news happening from last week was Adam Levine of Maroon 5 getting aired out every which way but loose. Um, but at this point, I feel like there's nothing to talk about right? Like, I'll give you guys the cliff notes for those of you who really don't know. Uh, on TikTok, what, gosh, Monday? She really could have come out this on Thursday. I would have had a lot more to talk about. But Monday or Tuesday, this individual named Sumner, and you can find the video on my Instagram if you're interested. 
It's at everyone's business but mine. Um, she basically said, hey guys, I have been having an affair with a guy who is a musician who makes elevator music and has a wife who's a Victoria's Secret model. Now she, listen, I don't think this, I know this did not hit the way she thought it would. I know it didn't. <laughs> and so this part has been interesting. First of all, I think the most shocking bit of all of this is the fact that allegedly Adam uh, DM'd Sumner to tell her that he and Bihati have a third child on the way and he really wants to know if he can name that child Sumner. With his whole tattooed chest, he asked his mistress if he could name his child after her. That's really wild that's really really wild but i also feel like everybody was like look at this man for about a second and a half of course he cheats what else is the expectation here um since there since then there have been what four other women that have spoken out uh cuties on instagram to personal yoga instructors and you know, Adam has issued his statement about how we're going to get through this together, which I think a lot of people balked at. Like, how dare you cheat on your wife with reckless abandon and then suggest that, like, you two are going to work this out. Like, is that something she wants to do? I don't know. I mean, it kind of seems like maybe she does, but I don't know. It just seems a little bit pre presumptive on uh, his end. But what can we expect for a man who is wildly famous and yet DMs women with no regard to the fact that they might take screenshots eventually? That's wild to me. Um, David Foster's daughter got her ass handed to her for her video um, in response to this whole situation. She's basically condemning Sumner, the, the other woman, for things that I agreed with, which are, like, you're not a victim in this. Sumner really tried to paint herself as, like, I was just a young girl, um, fresh off the bus in L.A., and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And this man uh, DM'd me, and, you know, I just didn't know any better. <laughs> like, girl... Nobody believes that. Also, you guys, a couple of people have come out from Sumner's real life past and said that the girl's a bitch. She's a bully. She's rude. She's mean. She's nasty. And frankly, they're thrilled that um, she's getting roasted like hell on the internet. But anyway, one of David Foster's daughters, I think it's Sarah. I don't know. Um, she went on TikTok to say that, like, you know, one, the girl's not a victim, but then some comments about how, like, we need to be looking out for each other and how this is, like, against womanhood or something along those lines. But basically, what she did not do in that video is put the onus on Adam for cheating on his wife in the relationship that he is in and placing all the onus on this chick for not, like doing hashtag girl power and looking out for Bahati. Um, I think that's whack, especially, you know, quiet as it's kept. Uh, we all know what your daddy's been up to. 
and his dastardly deeds over the years. So I don't really think that you're in a position to be talking about how like women are not, or are ultimately responsible for when a man cheats, like to be like, yeah, men will do it. And like, it's our responsibility to tame them. Like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. He's married. The other part of this, see, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but here we are. The other thing I saw on TikTok was a girl who said that, I don't know if it was her current boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, but years ago, he got a DM from Bahati. This is all alleged. And basically, she was under the impression that everybody knew that Bahati and Adam were in an open relationship and that this was like not a secret at all um the way she told it was like her boyfriend was talking like yeah like this was like a completely open thing like everybody knew this for a fact that they were had an open relationship and like he had no skin in the game he's not like anybody trying to get clout off of it obviously i mean this happened years ago um so that's interesting i mean i think that like maybe people are in open relationships i you know Troy talks about this a lot. Like if you were a celebrity, um, you have access to all these celebrities and you're in a class of people who are like highly good looking and whatever. The rules are very different for you, obviously for a lot of reasons, but like, is there a reason for you to maintain that you're loyal when you're really not? Are we, I feel like we as a society need to get a grip, (laughs) you know, look in the mirror and say that likely a lot of Hollywood and really not Hollywood, everybody's out here in these streets and we just need to be more honest about that. Um, You know, like, are we entitled to know the dirty details or the, the specific details of people's intimate relationship? No. But like, if you're presenting a united front as we are a monogamous couple and you're actually not and then shit like this comes out it's not good for you in the end you know what i mean so why not just be honest about it in the and in the first place so that's you know six minutes of me talking about something that i said i wasn't going to talk about let's move on (laughs) this um i i'm of two minds of this and i'm going to present this to you and Uh, You guys let me know what you think about this. So there's a a guy named Grayson Chance who was one of Ellen's minions, for lack of a better word. One of those people that she plucked from a YouTube video and made a star. You know, Sophia Grayson Rosie, whatever. Corn boy, she could have gotten her hands on him if her show hadn't been canceled by then. You know, you, you know those types. We all know that they were like the cast of repeating young talent that come on Ellen every once in a while. So Grace and Chance is one of them. He, um, I think this was 2010, was uh, asked to be on the Ellen show because a video of him performing a, uh, like a piano version of Paparazzi by Lady Gaga went viral. So he comes on the show and he, this was also during Ellen's time where she was a host on, uh, or a judge rather, on American Idol. So she was, had her own record company called 1111 and was at the time on her show inviting a lot of young musical artists that she eventually signed. So Grace and Chance uh, had an article drop 
on Rolling Stone all about his time on the show and his relationship with Ellen. And I think we all know that it didn't go very well for them. So um, basically the video goes viral. They get a call from Ellen saying, hey, hop on the flight the next day. You can come on the show. It was like a whole whirlwind situation. Grayson had never been on a plane before. And this was like wild, right? So they, he gets on the show, he gets signed, things are going well. And he is kind of like, you know, the next Justin Bieber or whatever. And he's out on the road. He's working 14 to 16 hour days. This is like a kid. I think he was like, 11 at the time and Grayson says that as soon as she he got signed Ellen began being really controlling of him and his career and that his day week month could be changed by a simple call or text from Ellen if she was unhappy um he talks about how there was one time where Grayson was doing a uh, performance a taped performance for another network and so Ellen had that tape sent to her so she could review it she didn't like it she wasn't happy with his performance and had him shoot it all over again and Grayson says if she had an opinion of any sort the whole thing changed and then there was another situation where uh Chance had performed he had gotten on the Miranda Cosgrove tour he was opening for her and he was performing in Cleveland uh (laughs) Ellen had gotten a copy of Justin Bieber's documentary, Never Say Never, and basically demanded that day that Grayson watch the documentary. Grayson says that he was really tired. He was touring and just was like, I'll watch it later. But then Ellen called his mom and says, "Uh, I just... Chances were calling this. He says, I'll never forget this. I just remember hearing on the other side of the phone, just yelling and beratement. What type of mother are you? Do you realize that I went out of my way to get this for you and he can't sit down and watch? (laughs) Imagine hearing a grown ass woman yell at another grown ass woman because their son wouldn't uh, be first down to watch a Justin Timber, uh, Justin Bieber documentary. Like that's very strange. Um, Then Grayson says that Ellen asked to speak to Grayson. So his mom hands him the phone and she allegedly said, disappointed isn't even remotely what I'm feeling right now. And then he says, it was clear that, okay, I'm a pawn in your game. So he ended up watching the movie. Um, By the way, Ellen's reps declined to comment about this documentary, but, or this uh, article, but I did see in page six that a a close source of Ellen's basically feels like this article was opportunistic because it's also heavily uh, promoting his upcoming or latest album. Honestly, I kind of would have scrapped this whole article as not being interesting enough to talk about. But what I did find interesting is that Grayson's own mother is interviewed throughout this and she seems to not care nearly as much and her memory and recollection seem to be a lot more um grounded than Grayson's I will say that so Grayson says that he would be finishing 14 or 16 hour days balancing tours press music recording and he would travel with a teacher and then he says but 
management would sometimes pull his mom aside and be like, what can we do for you so he can still do this interview and these shows like always trying to pile on extra work. So then they say in a, in a, um, what do you, oh my God, I'm, I'm really, I'm blanking. It will, it says later in the article that Chance's mother confirmed that this happened quote a little bit, but not a whole lot. And then he talks about how there was a time where, because uh, Ellen was vegan, that she wouldn't allow him to wear leather on stage. And she was really adamant about that. And his mom is also like, yeah, it really wasn't that big a deal. Like, I understand. Um, And then basically Chance Grayson's uh, performance started slipping the album sales weren't doing too good. Like things just kind of petered out for him. Ticket sales were dropping. So this was about 2012 at this point. And Grayson says that once his career started dwindling, Ellen basically bounced. And he says she was really super controlling at one point and then totally removed the next. So he had, you know, an album deal with her. So he released another album and kept coming on the show to promote it and you know do his whole shtick with her and he says I just basically it was like he couldn't get a hold of her he would only see her when he made appearances on the show and he just felt very like dejected from that he would call her she wouldn't return his calls and he just felt like really really shitty about the whole situation but here comes Grayson's mom again who says Listen, I think that Ellen's a businesswoman and if something isn't trending the way she wants it to, she's going to put an end to it because it's business for her. It's not warm and fuzzy. I don't think she invited people to be part of her life or take someone under her ring like she did if she didn't see something uh, could come of it. And if it wasn't moving fast enough for her, that's when she started to shut down or shut us out. So Grayson says that his last appearance on the show, she came out during soundcheck and hugged him and asked him how he was doing. And he says, you know, it just killed me inside because I was like, what do you mean? How have I fucking been? Where have you been? And then his mom says, yeah, I mean, she's pretty distant. So basically Liz, I think he's getting a little bit of backlash because he sounds like very, very hurt. And he was a child during this and he's totally allowed to have his feelings and to be disappointed by an adult that he feels took advantage of him and then left when the well ran ran dry. I get that. Um, But it's just like, (laughs) like you, you and your mama should have come on a united front because you're bringing all this energy. And she's like, yeah, you know, say la vie, you know, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, boy. It's just uh, an interesting story. Honestly, like we've heard repeated stories about Ellen's behavior and how shitty it is. And I not saying that I don't believe Grayson, but I do feel like this is a little bit opportunistic. And I do feel like um, maybe he needs to let some of this go because ultimately them's the breaks kid. Them's the breaks. Like she's not a music executive. She's not in the industry. She was taking advantage of a job that she had. And if things didn't go well, she probably had like a lot of other irons in the fire. And if this thing wasn't successful, she can move on with her life. 
And I totally understand that like what means nothing to her probably meant the world to him. Um, but also it does feel a little opportunistic and it does ring a little bit hollow when you're also weaving this into like my new album's coming out, my new album's coming out, my new album's coming out. And we've already talked about Ellen exhaustively and I don't know. Is that shitty to say? Do you guys know what I mean? Like it, read the article. It's on Rolling Stone. Like I said, and it just, it just seems if I were Grayson and I read that article back, I'd be like, I don't know if this really paints me in the most sympathetic light. Like I was hoping it kind of makes me sound a little annoying, <laughs> a little bit harsh on my end. I will admit that, but like, I don't know. Just the article just did. And it, it was his mama really that was like, eh, it's not really that. I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> I guess because to me, like a mother should be overly protective of her child. So her, her, if her child was like that hurt, it seems like she would be also defensive of him, but she just seems like, yeah, it just seems like whatever Hollywood, welcome to Hollywood. So I don't know. Grayson seems fine. Um, you know, if you want to check out his album, I don't know what the name of it is, but you can find it. Good luck, dude. All right. The next and last subject that I want to talk about before we get into our Kardashians uh, recap is this whole situation with basketball. And again, I would not be talking about this because I don't know a damn thing about sports, really, nor do I care. But it affects Nia Long and she is black famous royalty. And so we're going to talk about it. So, um, Nia Long has been in a, what, 10 plus year relationship with a gentleman named, uh, I don't even know, <laughs> Ime Udoka. I'm, uh, hope that I'm pronouncing this correctly. So, he was a coach from the, for the Celtics and it came out this week that, he was in a consensual intimate relationship with a coworker had been for quite some time. And my understanding is that in terms of like work policies, it's a no, no to be in a relationship with your coworker at all with regard to the NBA. But it's also, I guess what came out and I didn't get confirmation about this, but I, this is what I heard. So allegedly the reason why this really came out is because after he and this woman broke up, he started like harassing her. So the headlines start coming out about how he was, uh, facing some sort of disciplinary action it was all like very hush hush for a little bit and then this relationship stuff came out so the Celtics have suspended Ime for the entire 2022-2023 season and basically it sounded like that was an indefinite suspension he has apologized to his players he issued a statement um saying that you know, a decision about, uh, excuse me, the Celtics issued a statement saying that the decision about his future with the Celtics was beyond, beyond the season will be made at a later date. Um, he's, the ban started immediately. And in response, Ime said, I want to apologize to our players, fans, and the entire Celtics organization and my family for letting them down. I'm sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation and I accept the team's decision. Out of respect for everyone involved, I will have no further comment. Now, here's the fucked up thing. 
Like, it wasn't like he had just cheated on his fiance of six years, girlfriend of 12 years. The layers, it's giving Tristan. Like, I think if we go back, didn't Tristan play for the Celtics for briefly? I think he did. And I think he may have rubbed off on, on his coach, if you will. Um, so I guess Nia Long and the son that they share together and Ime had lived uh, separately. She's probably dividing her time between New York and LA while he was clearly in Boston for work. So she had just moved. She and her fam- and her son had just moved to Boston two weeks ago. Two weeks ago to live with uh, their partner and daddy full time. He knew the entire time that this was going on, that the authorities at the NBA knew and had known for months about this relationship. And basically the only reason why she found out is because he told her because he knew that the shit was about to blow up in the news. Shitty, shitty, shit bag. I personally feel like protective of Nia Long because Nia Long is black famous. Like, I think a lot of people you are listening probably maybe know Nia Long from the the uh, Doja Cat song. <laughs> it's like, hair grow long like Nia. I don't think people like generally know who she is, but in the black community, Nia Long is like A-list. Beautiful, working, consistently actress, um, just has been a, just a consistent like what would be the white famous uh version of Nia Long hmm let me think about that my first inclination would be like maybe like Reese Witherspoon I would really have to think about that but like on the top of my head like she's just very like she's a solid woman always been beautiful sweet personality just like consistent you know we're just like she's there and we like her and you hear that she's in a project and you're like oh yeah we love Nia we want to watch her in that movie you know like that kind of vibe she has issued a statement uh through TMZ saying the outpouring of love and support from family friends and the community during this difficult time means so much to me I ask that my privacy be respected as I process the recent events above all I'm a mother and will continue to focus on my children she also has a an older child Excuse me, not with Ime. Now, this is where I'm going to have to give my girl of the week to Jamal Bowman. (laughs) Sir, you really need to calm down. This man is, I believe, yeah, he's a congressman, like an active member of the government. He posted a picture of Nia and says, nothing but love to Nia Long. We're not letting a man who didn't recognize the luxury of her presence was dim all her beauty and glory. Matter of fact, we need a Nia Long national holiday. (laughs) Sir, if you want to ask her out, just say that. Just say that. Men men are so weird. (laughs) Now, it's worth mentioning that Jamal has a whole wife. (laughs) And he did tweet in response, ha ha ha, y'all hilarious. Y'all do know it's okay for a man to show a woman love and support without shooting his shot. That's actually a thing. Uh, Yeah, but not really. (laughs) I mean, it's giving horny. People have designated him to horny jail. Um, People are (laughs) 
uh, posting pictures, Photoshop pictures of a man shooting his shot from the moon, trying to shoot it at Earth. Um, people just really went in on him. They they really, really did. <laughs> and his poor wife, his poor wife. So listen, is he wrong? No, but it's weird. It's getting weird. So anyway, that's all I have. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into this uh, very special Kardashians premiere episode right now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Enjoy. I don't know why, but I'm like going to okay. cry. Oh my gosh, why are you going to cry? Because really I'm just really happy for you. You look like it. You, have... you look like you're happy. <laughs> No, I'm just like, you have no idea how much love this baby's going to bring you. And I'm just happy that you're finally getting to the place that, like, you're accepting this in your life because I just know that everything's been so hard for you and that just makes me really sad for you. And you just, there's no one that deserves happiness like you. Hey, dolls. Welcome back. Season two of The Kardashians has premiered on Thursday and, uh, what a premiere it was, shall we say. Um, hmm. Hmm. It was decent. It was a decent episode. I mean, I have to say that um, after finishing, I thought, um, what the hell are we going to talk about the rest of the season? But, you know, that's y'all's problem, not mine. We'll figure it out. So the premiere starts with Kim and Chloe. Here. Here's the thing. I know that we're not supposed to be doing a couple things like a no-no right I know that we're really shouldn't be talking about people's weight nor should we be diagnosing people and their mental health struggles but I'm about to do both of them so we're just gonna get those two out and 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 move on right um the first thing that jumped out to me the Chloe and Kim are sitting on this couch is that both of them are thinner noticeably thinner than uh they were even last season and Something's going on there, particularly with Chloe. And it's concerning. Kim is encouraging Chloe and telling her that basically, girl, you'll feel better once you let everybody know that, you know, once again, you've decided to have a child with a man who was a literal psychopath. Okay? Literal. Kim says something about how Chloe basically needs to shake it off. She needs to shake off the fact that people are going to be nasty. And that the public response is going to be bad. But like, here's my first gripe with them is that the response is we're responding to what happened to you and what that man did to you, 
not like for fun. Like we're not the enemy here. The enemy is him. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, a couple of, oh my God, what a dumb bitch you are, Chloe, (laughs) might fly and might be tweeted. Um, But, you know, them's the breaks, kids. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Be mad at him. Why? (laughs) There's a lot of vitriol for the audience and not enough for Tristan and y'all have been hearing me saying and tweeting that I believe this is definitely the year that the Kardashian brand has uh taken a big tumble and um you know I think dropping hints about how the public reacts towards uh Chloe's life is not going to help the brand at all not at all there was actually a um a really good TikTok I saw uh, that Samantha Bush sent me. And it was a woman who basically like said it a lot more eloquently than I did. But essentially what she was saying is that the Kardashian brand, we agree, tanking. And Kylie is a great example of why. Clearly, at first, the Kardashians did not... Uh, see the value in TikTok, right? And now, in terms of celebrities, TikTok is a way to show your true self, whereas Instagram is a very curated visual medium, right? So now Kylie is doing these Kylie in the car series or get ready with me in my multi-million dollar closet with wall floor-to-ceiling Birkins. And it's just not hitting because there are people like, you know, Lizzo or Megan Trainer or Drew Barrymore who are showing these more personal sides of themselves and becoming a lot successful. Even though I think Megan Trainer's, I've had to block truly like Kelly from Laguna Beach and I talk about this all the time. Every week there's somebody from the Megan Trainer cinematic universe that I have to block from TikTok. It, I can't. And I can't take it anymore, okay? Um, anyway, they've made a killing showing these, like, more relatable sides of themselves where the Kardashians were like, oh, we're going to stick over on Instagram where we can do these um, rich kids of Calabasas, ins- uh, not inspirational, but, like, uh, you know, what, what's the word for it? Like, you know, just, like, envious sort of things. And it just doesn't translate onto TikTok, which is now, like, the biggest social media platform. And they're failing, and they're failing to connect to their audience in a meaningful way because they're just not able or willing to give of themselves in that way. It's just not their nature. Um, you know, so good luck good luck to you guys. It's not looking good. Um, so anyway, the next scene is Chloe in a confessional. And we're led to believe that by the words she's using, she's sitting down on this couch and telling the producers for the very first time in that moment that she's expecting a baby. So she says, you know, when you guys were filming that scene of Kim finding out about Tristan's uh, affidavit or whatever he did, there was something else going on. And then she says, Tristan and I... Uh, not sure if I want to say Tristan and I anymore. Um, I'm having another baby. And then Chloe says something confusing. So we see a lot of flashbacks of that scene where Kim is in her gym at the season finale. Um, she gets a phone call 
from who did she get a phone call from or maybe she found it out on her own and then she's like calling chloe and and the other sisters right so there are a lot of flashbacks of that moment of kim on the phone okay hear me out first chloe says you guys couldn't tell no she says i couldn't tell from filming but i realized during the finale that kim while on the phone with me said something along the lines of, well, girl, if this isn't the biggest sign that you should not have a kid with him, I don't know what is right. Then Chloe says that she decided to tell Kim in that moment. And we see the flashback where we hear Chloe say to Kim on speaker, I I, I have a problem. (laughs) And Kim says, "Uh, I'm filming right now. I was supposed to be doing something else, but like, you know, now this happens. So like, what's up? So Chloe tells her to get off speakerphone. And then we see another flashback of Kim reacting to her saying this, uh, that, that they had implanted the embryo into their surrogate just a couple days prior. So which is it? Cause it can't be both. You can't say, I didn't realize that Kim had made that statement until I saw the finale but then in the moment say that you were reacting to her saying that, you know what I mean? Like it literally can't be both. So, okay, girl, like y'all, uh, Hulu, do you want to hire me? I know that there's, I don't know what the exact position is, but like you need somebody in post to just point out these very obvious inconsistencies. If you want to tell your story straight, you know, hire me. I'm not cheap, but hire me. So then Kylie and Chloe films a scene and Kylie's really trying to be positive um, and tell Chloe that if anything, this is the ultimate sign that this child that's about to be born is going to be in the right place or that this is like the right thing to do because uh, my God, the timing, (laughs) like if he wasn't supposed to be here, they wouldn't have, uh, you know, this wouldn't have happened. Right. So Chloe then gives us a timeline, which is that they implanted the embryos into the surrogate a few days before Thanksgiving. And then she found out about Tristan's uh, baby the first week in December and how it's really important for her because that's like a week and a half, if that, uh, that people understand that because she says, and I quote, Why would I have a baby with somebody who's having a baby with somebody else? I'm not that much of a sociopath. I'm a lunatic, but I'm not like that fucking deranged. So are we just forgetting that Tristan had a baby on the way when you guys started getting together? Is that the lunatic part? Because I guess true wasn't part of the equation at that point. So, I mean, I'm just using her words. A lunatic would enter into a relationship with a man who had an eight-month pregnant girlfriend who he, he was very much still in a relationship with. We're good with that. But having a baby while well, he's having a baby with somebody else is, is a, a bridge too far for Chloe. Okay. Okay. Kylie and Chloe finished the scene with something that was quite jarring for me personally I guess I just feel like these, the whole family are just so over consumers and, you know, so just like hoarders of fashion and everything else that it's hard for me to watch or imagine Kylie 
giving Chloe hand-me-downs from her son to give to Chloe's new son, you know, in a reusable Whole Foods bag. Like, that was just very jarring for me, you know? Anyway, Kim holds a meeting. (laughs) These meetings are just like, let's talk shit about somebody, right? (laughs) Which I'm here for. Make no mistake about that. But Kim holds a meeting with Kendall, Kylie, and Chris. And... It's basically like a let's talk shit about Tristan session masked in a how do we help Chloe situation. So Chris basically agrees that they think Tristan intentionally went ahead with having this kid in order to trap Chloe into getting married or at the very least staying with him. And Kylie agrees. She thinks so too. But then Kylie says that this behavior is unforgivable in her book and it really makes her uncomfortable that somebody would bring a child into a situation like that. Yeah, I agree, girl. They decide to throw a private baby shower um, with just the family so that there's at least one normal aspect to this entire situation. I gotta tell you guys something. I think I might be slightly turning a corner on Kendall. Hear me out. Hear me out. I still don't like her. But what is becoming evident over these past two seasons is that Kendall is the only one in this family who's consistently going to therapy. And she therapizes on the family. And they just look at her like, hmm, that seems weird to be emotionally available to people. Um, And so I just enjoy those scenes where Kendall, you know, Lisa Rinna's best friend, Kendall Jenner of 818 Tequila just pops down and says like, yeah, this is all really fucked up. Anyway, bye. I'm going to go run the Waka Versace show. See ya. The next scene is with Chloe and Malika and Malika's eyebrows rough. They were a good half an inch. It looked like over where a usual eyebrow would be. I'm not sure if she went to uh, Ramona's eyebrow woman, but don't ever go to that person again, Malika. Don't ever go to that person again. Anyway, Malika says hi to True, who runs away. And it really reminded me of the scene from uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, where Mama Joyce goes to visit Phaedra at her office, but uh, Aiden is there. Mr. President's there. (laughs) This is one of my favorite scenes in all of Housewife history. Um, So Aiden's sitting on Phaedra's lap. Mama Joyce is on the other side of the table. And Phaedra whispers to Aiden, um, why don't you say hi to Mama Joyce? If you say hi to her, I'll give you a treat. Because he's like two or three at this point. <laughs> and Aiden whispers back to Phaedra, I don't want a treat. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this lady in the in a mushroom cut wig. No, thank you. No, thank you. True is doing the same thing to Malika. She is running, running away from her. No, thank you. I'm done. And you know what, True? I'm done with Malika, too, because I it's still seared in my memory that a, what, maybe like the second to last season of Kardashians on E! Malika helped facilitate uh, sneaking jewelry from Tristan to Chloe into her luggage as they went to a vacation. And so Chloe's opening her luggage and it's like, why is there this like big ass diamond necklace in my jewelry? And lo and behold, it's because Malika was helping Tristan like actively get chloe back together now girl mind your business mind your business you're you're part of this why are we talking shit about malika why aren't we more mad at her how about you guys stop being mad at at unblock me chloe (laughs) 
maybe you need to be more bad at the people who are in your inner circle who were actively encouraging you to get back to this man. Now, I just, it really confuses me how, how he was able to do that to the entire family, trick them all into thinking that he was a better man. How is that possible? Not wanting, and they've been saying like, I thought he was totally redeemed. I thought nothing would get in the way of you guys getting married and getting back together. And that he was such a good father to true. Not one of y'all saw a red flag. How is that possible? Not to put the like onus on anybody. I'm just like, it's confusing to me. Like y'all have lawyers. Surely you have private investigators. Surely you have people who have eyes on Tristan anywhere that he goes in this world. And none of you guys knew. Again, I'm not blaming. It's, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe that that would be possible. Anyway, when Truv feels like talking to Malika, she does say, I'm going to have a baby brother soon. And Malika whispers to Chloe, uh, when did she find out? <laughs> so it turns out that Kylie talked Chloe into telling True. But now it's kind of become a problem because True is telling anybody, anybody at all, She's going to have a baby brother and Chloe just has to be like, ha ha, no, you're not just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's been a time. It's been a time. And then at some point they, um, um, oh, in her conversation with Kylie, Chloe says that she can't even at this point, like nobody at her house knows, nobody who works at the house knows. So she can't even buy baby furniture because she's like really trying to keep this shit like Fort Knox style under wraps until the very last minute. That she can tell the public. So then Malika asks how True's father is doing. And Chloe says, eh, I mean, he's excited about the baby. He's been texting me, but I haven't been responding. And then she says in a confessional that she was basically encouraged by Tristan to get that embryo implanted by a certain date. And that she knows, obviously, that Tristan knew about this baby on the way because he had done that um, affidavit. What, what is that word? <laughs> This like sworn testimony um, in July that happened on July 2nd and he was like, let's get this baby out before the new year, I guess. So that's like a whole trimester that he just was like insisting to Chloe, we got to get this baby. Oh God, it's sick. That's sick. He's a sick man. <laughs> and, and now I'm scared because I'm seeing photos of him. Um, at Beyonce's birthday party, he's backstage. He's in Drake music videos now. Like, what happened? Y'all don't see, like, Beyonce, I mean, I just don't understand. He seems to be more in the in crowd now than he ever was before. And I just find that all very confusing. Like, y'all know this man. And he's at Beyonce's birthday? Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Presson Falsies. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. In front of Michelle Williams? <laughs> that just ain't right. I don't want Tristan in the room with Michelle Williams. Not the black one. Not the white one either. Okay? Let's let's tighten up. Let's tighten up here. Okay, Chloe then goes to Chris's condo and Chris has to be like, oh, wow, I'm just so wealthy that I totally forgot that I have this multi-million dollar condo. In Beverly Hills. So they're there uh, doing their little shtick of throwing away the uh, groceries that have gone to waste and uh, admiring the the entire refrigerator full, full of <laughs> the Midwest jumped out on that one. Refrigerator. <laughs> the entire refrigerator full of uh, Vuvcoco boxes and I didn't see any of Kendall Jenner's 818 in there, did I? Lisa, maybe you should refresh that uh, refrigerator. But anyway, um, the only funny thing that happened there is that, uh, so they're throwing it away and Chloe's like, wow, are you going to throw your own trash away, mom? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely throw it away. But then she just like opens a door and somebody's behind there and she's like, "Um, can you just throw this away, please? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So then they have their conversation and Chris is crying and it's just really interesting because chloe is emotionally shut down her arms are crossed chris is crying about how sad this whole situation has been for this for chloe and for all of them and how this crying that she's doing now is her letting out the months where the whole family's been trying to keep it together for Chloe and it's just gotten too much for them to act all light and bright or just completely ignore the fact because Chloe is like not excited about having this kid at all clearly um so Chris is crying those real tears like I haven't seen Chris cry like that in a while usually it's just like the tears because something happened happy happened but these were real these were like I'm actually upset hmm so at that point, Chris tells Chloe, you know what, we're not going to have this, uh, you, you've already turned us down once for a baby shower, but I'm, I need to do this for me and my mental health. So they plan a baby shower. So then their cousin Cece comes over. She lives in the same condo and she's now finding out for the first time that Chloe's expecting a child. So Chloe tells her she's so excited. We don't see the clip where Chloe explains uh, who the baby daddy is. Clearly, because then we just cut to uh, Cece's reaction, which is like, oh, you know, I'm just so happy to you, for you, but, you know, whatever. Chloe says in a confessional, she breaks down the original timeline, right? Was true. About how all that news came out about uh, 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 Tristan motorboating a woman in the club or a couple women's in the club and how Chloe ended up going into early labor 48 hours later because of the stress back to me being a Kardashian scholar. 
I don't know if you guys remember this. I talked about this on my old podcast, but I feel very strongly that based on how the information came out, they knew. They knew because let's, you know, Wayne World style, go back in time, right? So here's how this information about Tristan cheating came out. This came out. I hate that I remember all of this, but you know what? Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Okay. So here's what happened. True was born in what? April, right? And the news came out. First came out. Who broke it? Daily Mail. And then TMZ came out. So we all know that Kardashians have TMZ in their left pocket, right? That footage, the security cam footage of Tristan with those girls was from, I think, like December. It was around the holidays that year prior. But nobody, the footage did not come out until April, like I said, right? So I just feel like TMZ knew And they withheld that information because they have the Kardashians in their pocket. So Tristan happened to be in New York, like the week or the weekend before all the shit came out. And the reason why everything came out is because people started seeing him and some chick going into a hotel, the hotel that he was staying with all the rest of the players of whatever team he was playing for at the time. Uh, Cleveland, yeah. Um, I guess they were playing against Brooklyn Nets, and paparazzi noticed, hey, this girl keeps coming in and out around like seven minutes after Tristan gets there, seven minutes back, and then somebody got hip to it and was like, let me just follow them, and then saw them, and then the footage came out. Chloe goes into labor. That's all she wrote. I've been believing that TMZ and the whole family knew that Tristan had cheated and had kept it out of the papers for as long as they could. And then they also had a deal with TMZ that was like, you can't break this story. Otherwise, whatever deal we have going on, it's done, right? Because rarely will Daily Mail get breaking information before TMZ does. And when they do, it's almost certainly not with the Kardashians. So, hmm. That's my truth. At any rate, Chloe goes on to say that after that, after the whole true situation, there were a couple of uh, bumps in the road and then they were smooth sailing. So I guess Jordan, the whole Jordan Woods situation was just a bump in the road. Should I talk about what's going on with Jordan, by the way? Because I don't feel like this is really, ooh, this is a... interesting. Um, I happened to come across a TikTok on my, on my journey through life. And there was a chick who was like, Oh, um, why aren't we talking about this, uh, Jordan situation from years ago, a possible, uh, uh, group bisexuality situation going on between Jordan, uh, Stoss, who is one of Kylie's best friends and some girl named, I was going to say Greta. I don't think that's her name. I I don't remember. She's not very famous. I don't, I didn't know the name, nor did I recognize what she was famous from. So sorry, girl. But anyway, um, in this TikTok, they were like, why don't you type in Jordan Stoss 
something. Let me just look because I'm sure you guys are going to want to find this. Okay. Uh, the tweet is still up. It is from April 18th of 2016. And it says, Jordan Chantel, that's the girl's name, Jordan Chantel and Stoss, dot, dot, what kind of mess? And it's a video of Jordan. Future's playing in the background, and it's explicit. It is not suitable for work, you guys. Not suitable. Don't don't look at it in front of everybody. It is uh, wild. I, ooh, it's um, interesting. It's interesting. I cannot imagine why Jordan would have ever posted something like that. For uh, I think this was a Snapchat that somebody ripped and put on their Twitter. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. It's interesting. <laughs> I don't really know what it's supposed to do. Like, girl, if you're bisexual, then that, what the fuck do I care? But um, where was I going with that? Oh, it was just something I learned about Jordan. <laughs> just something I learned about Jordan. Uh, my other deep concern is that I hope... Uh, the the naked lady involved in that video was legal because <laughs> otherwise yikes 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 anyway um where am i going with this that that jordan video really I, i've like I, i'm like i don't even know if i should say anything about this because i don't really know what the point of it is but it's it, just something i saw on tiktok and if you guys want to see the video it's on twitter so um Chloe reiterates again that she's tried to brace herself for the public's reaction and the kids don't deserve it. But again, what they really don't deserve is a daddy that ain't shit. Not the people's reaction to them having a daddy that ain't shit. Cece really had jokes. She really cracked me up because she's like, you know, well, maybe the silver lining is since you're having a boy, we'll have another basketball player. And then she points at Chris and goes, hey, 10%. There's an, listen, we're all going to come up on this. Then Chloe says that she's probably going to give the boy a T name like True. And Chris is like, just name it Travis. It'll just make it so much easier for everybody. And she's right. So then Kim and Chloe talk about the plans for the labor and who's going to be in the room, right? When we're in COVID. It's, it's real. I did think it was interesting that she said when Psalm was born, she had Courtney in the room and that uh, Kanye was in like the separate overflow room just waiting for it all to happen. Chloe says that she'll probably have Tristan in the overflow room. She's not really sure yet. That's the plan. He really wants to be there, but does he deserve it? No. Okay. Um, Then Kim gives some pretty interesting advice. And I even noticed that Chloe was like, oh, that's not where I thought you were going. Kim says, well, you know, the first time you gave birth, it was just like really awkward and hellish, but he was there. And, you know, I actually think you really did the right thing by having him there. And I think you should do it again because listen, you were already mad at him the first time. You're definitely going to be mad at him the second time. So just do it. It'll be a memory for the kids. Chloe's like, oh, um, okay. Thank, thanks, Kim. <laughs> They end up having a lion-themed baby shower because they figure that Chloe's new son will be a Leo. Courtney and Travis show up for the first time, and Courtney's trying to do some deep fake shit about how the family's religious and how in the Bible babies are a blessing, as if that's, like, not true for basically any situation, regardless of whether or not you're religious. Um, Then Kim does about the most depressing speech I've ever seen she's crying about how she knows that chloe's been really sad and she knows that ultimately 
you might not be able to see it now, Chloe, but it is going to be a blessing. And, you know, maybe this baby is going to be your true love. And, and maybe that's it for you, Chloe. <laughs> and I know she meant well, but it just was so like, womp, womp. <laughs> like you're crying about how depressing this whole situation is. This isn't really helping the depression that I've been about how depressing this whole situation is. Thank you, Kim. Everybody goes around giving possible name suggestions and uh, Tide seemed to be the one that was sticking out. Tide Thompson? Tide Thompson. Tide, I can't say that. Tide Thompson? Tide Thompson. I don't love that. Sorry if that's your name, kid. Sorry. Anyway, the screen pops up and says July 28th, 2022. Kim's filming herself. She's in the back of a car about to pick up Chloe. Because her surrogate is going into an early labor. And again, this was what? Less than two months ago? What the hell are we going to talk about the rest of the season? I have no idea. The baby's born. He's super cute. He's got a bunch of hair. He looks just like his daddy, sadly. And, um, you know, God bless. God bless you. Um... Tristan does show up to the hospital to visit the baby and he's acting like this is a great situation. The man is unwell. The man is deeply unwell. Deeply. Chloe says that she's been pretty sad and depressed this whole time, but now that the baby's born, it's like closing one chapter and opening up a new one that's hopefully uh, a lot less horrible than the other several chapters that she's had for the past decade thing everybody goes around in a confessional to share what their hopes are for chloe and her future and it's basically just the same variation of uh people being like well i hope that uh chloe will be happy at some point and i hope she doesn't attach herself to a psychopath uh i really would like her to be in a moderately healthy relationship and not crying all the time. So congrats, Chloe. Congratulations. The, a baby is a blessing. You know, Courtney was right. I think it's in the Bible. <laughs> oh, my God. We, you know, even though they hyped up Tristan, or, uh, not Tristan, the other one, Pete, we didn't see any mention of him in the in the rest of the the trailer for the rest of the season so we'll see how that goes Hmm. thank you guys so much for listening thank me for speaking if you want to give me a five-star review on apple Podcasts or spotify i would really greatly appreciate that you can head over to my patreon at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast you can follow me on social media all of these links are in the episode description every episode to make it easier for you to navigate. Love you. Have a great week. We'll be back with more Mess on Sister Wives. Bye.